Welcome to the 4th and Inches College Podcast, back again for another week. And ladies and gents, thank you so much for joining us and spending a little bit of time with us this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever it is you're listening to uh, us, uh, to chat about college football. We again, I think I say it every single week, we are one week closer to the start of the college football season, a month away before for the, some of the first games kick off. And yeah, how are you doing? Uh, I wonder how your weeks are going. Uh, still, things, you know, we had Freedom Day a few weeks ago. Kind of didn't feel too much like freedom, but every little step in the right direction. Uh, but, yeah, we are back. Um, yeah, we just, we've, 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 been, we've been good, haven't we, ladies? We've been good, gents, haven't we? Um, of course, you've got myself, Nick Loff. We have Tristan Watkin. Hey everyone, hope everyone's well. We have Sukdeep Pooney. Howdy. Gents, it's, it's been a while since we've had all three of us together, isn't it? Because, you know, the last couple of weeks uh, we've had a very special guest. Uh, Tristan, you've been um, out of action and waiting in the wings as uh, Suk and I uh, were joined by Casey, Casey Rogers from the University of Nebraska, starting D lineman. Was preparing for his Big Ten season. It was a good couple of segments, wasn't it? Really insightful. Yeah, it really was. I thought I wasn't going to come back to a hosting gig on the podcast. I thought Casey was just <laughs> going to pull the rug from underneath me and uh, take the job full time. It was a wicked listen. Yeah, he's, a commu- yeah. he's a communications major, isn't he? So it's natural to him as well. But uh, yeah. It was great. You wanted the feedback as well, wasn't he? He was so nervous about um, how well. He did, and yeah, you can tell. Obviously, that's his major because he did a great job. And you know, we could have spent a long time. I've never seen, and I'm not just saying this because it's our podcast, but I've not seen any sort of podcast go through that much detail about the season and the impact COVID had on the season. I just thought it was so much detail that yeah. I felt almost felt I was there. I learned so much. Yeah, it was. It was like you know, just the full breakdown of where they were when it hit. And like, literally, I know it's, it's people know that the season stopped and teams started practice, stopped practicing, but like what happened to the, to these athletes, these college athletes during that time, you know, like they didn't, you know, we as fans carried on with our daily lives, but this is their daily life. What did they do? How did, what was the communication they were getting constantly like? Mm. You know, these this is their future livelihood and stuff like that. So, um, just even the little anecdotes, like they got some, they got some coach. Like Casey said, him and a couple of his teammates got coaching jobs uh, at local schools, and they literally were, <laughs> they got the job for like two weeks, and then they had to quit because they found out that everything was opening up again. So, you know, it's it's, it's crazy to think about. You thought maybe they're just sitting in their dorms waiting, but. It, that wasn't the case. Some of them were actively looking out for, looking out for a bit of work coaching. So, um, 
yeah, I would never have thought. Would never have thought. Um, but yeah, if you haven't listened to that, the two-part episode with Casey Rogers, please do. Fantastic episodes, if I do say myself. Casey was brilliant. Brought loads of great stuff to the podcast, and I'm positive that we'll be able to get him on. Hopefully, at some point this season, uh, give us an update on you know what's what's the Big Ten season like this year, and I'm sure afterwards, looking back on uh, Nebraska's Big Ten championship winning season, that I'll be just thrilled to talk about it. <laughs> what's funny? Uh, what's funny? Nebraska winning Nebraska winning the conference is quite funny, Nick. No, it's not. Well, they might not. do in a few years after. Yeah, yeah after twenty twenty five potentially. Yeah. <laughs> what when Ohio State, Michigan, and all the big teams have gone to join this super conference? We get ahead of ourselves. No, no, no. It's when Scott Frost is getting touted for like the top NFL jobs because of the amazing, amazing work he's done at his hometown team. But now I'm joking. But um, we can dream. We can. We're just dreamers on this podcast. That's all we are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fantastic. But we are back. The three of us, the boys, are back in town, and uh, yeah. It, it is. It's, it's awesome to be back with you guys. Um, you know, we jumped at the chance of being able to do this this week. And uh, Tristan, you've kind of been the orchestrator behind this because you've been um, very keen with you coming up with some good uh, ideas. And yeah, we are going to have a breakdown of the five Power Five conferences each week leading up to the season. It perfectly works. So um, excellent work, Tristan. And what better place to start off than the news that came out this past week? Uh, in the Big 12, powerhouses Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns looking to jump ship and head to the SEC. The Big 12 has already been kind of a division, that, uh, a conference that's been criticised a little bit for its lack of competition and especially in terms of the top end challenging for one of those college football playoff places. And with Oklahoma, the sort of team that's looked the closest to getting there, uh, and the Texas Longhorns, if not fared too well in recent years, um, but of course a huge, huge school, uh, Payton Manning's alma mater, uh, them jumping ship would be huge. Uh, Tristan, can, uh, there's there's pros and cons on either side, but it, would that be the death of Big 12 football? I, I think you get to a point with the Big 12 that it might I don't think it'll be the death of it. I I can't I can't see all of these teams left finding homes. I think what you might find is um, some FBS schools um, looking into the FCS to try and fill out the bottom end a little bit, and mm. you'll find the Big Twelve maybe lose its status as a Power Five conference um, and might get replaced um, as a sort of becoming a Group of Five conference. Like I think. At this point, if you start to look at it, I would say the American Athletic Conferences, or Cincinnati, Memphis, UCF, SMU, yeah. Houston, start to overtake the Big 12 um, as uh, the replacement Power 5 conference. And Because you look at this conference about Oklahoma and Texas, um, there's really one school there at the moment that you could go, okay, they could give some teams a run for their money. There's only one in my opinion, and I think the rest are pretty much average but I'm not really surprised by Texas and Oklahoma wanting to leave um, the conference it's not helping them with recruiting at all you know mm. trying to convince uh, a defensive player to come and play in a conference where the defense is suspect and lacking at times um, mm. is pretty tough 
And I think NIL has probably played a part in this because as much as college footballs want amateur sport, I think it's now a matter of brand is going to matter. The big brand is going to get the player more money. And the big brand schools that are in lower conferences are probably want to want to shift into bigger conferences so they can hold their status as a bigger brand school. Yeah. Texas, Oklahoma are massive programs. They, in the right conference, are money farm. And I think the SEC is, that's why they want to go in the SEC. The SEC makes the most money in college football. And I think yeah. if they want to compete now that players, their players are getting paid, they need to be in the big conference. And I think that's the sort of the reasons behind the move. So just a, just a completely different question that came into my mind, mm-hmm. uh, slightly off topic. With NIL as well, just kind of tailing off from what Tristan just said, do you think it makes it even more difficult to see an Arch Manning go anywhere that but a big school that isn't possibly isn't even in the SEC? Because that's um, that's starting to me to seem less likely as the weeks go by. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right in that sense. Um it's it's difficult because no one can obviously look into the mind of Arch Manning. You know, maybe he wants to build on a family legacy. It just depends. But I think a lot of the players now that in the modern era, they are looking for the big SEC schools now, aren't they? Um, and you're right. I think, you know, like Tristan alluded to, um, teams like Oklahoma and Texas now are worried about falling behind, you know, in the pecking order. Um, you do you just look at the last couple of years um, since I've been following college football in terms of the star recruits that you get um it, it does seem to me that Alabama's Clemson's now are the teams um that mm. are obviously in a, a tier above Oklahoma uh Oklahoma obviously struggled now to sort of get into sort of even the top four now even looking at teams like Ohio State Oklahoma just seems to now have sort of fallen short there and like we said about the Longhorns it's been a while since they've you know been a powerhouse team so I can understand because they've still got that allure of that brand, like Tristan mentions, you know, they're, they're still, you know, highly recruited brand, brand, brands in, in college football, but they're just probably in the wrong division at the minute. But I do feel sorry for some of the other teams because it, they're going to lose a lot of money as well as a result of these two programs shifting away, aren't they? So it's going to have a massive mm. impact on some of these other teams, um, you know, feel that they've been done a disservice, but it's, Unfortunately, it's business, isn't it? Yeah. No, very true. Very true. And that, that would leave... I think Tristan said it right, you know, what what is powerful about... I'm trying to play on words, but what, what power does this Power 5 conference have if it doesn't have a team like, you know, Oklahoma, which is, at the moment, in recent years, leading the way. And um, out of interest, mm-hmm. Tristan, the team that you... <laughs> The one team that you've kind of circled, uh, suck. Do you get? Can you guess which team Tristan's talking about? Um, Iowa State. I thought Iowa State. Iowa State is the team I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we don't even know how long. I mean, yes, they've been great. The last they've had a great recruiting class the last couple of years. I mean, that could all change in two, three years as well. Do, do you see what I mean? So it's it's, it's going to have a just, massive impact. Um, it's just because they've got. A, I mean, I don't mean to be like. But it's right now. It's just because they've got a quarterback. They've got a quarterback. Um, What's got a top running back? So, so yeah, I was, I was literally just about to say they've got a quarterback oh. and a running back. You know, they've got um, 
and, and I would say like a top, probably like a top 10 quarterback right now. I'd say Brock Purdy top 10. Um, you know, there's some younger guys coming through, but Purdy looked really solid to me last year. Uh, not spectacular, but, you know, he's been, it's like mooted conversation about him being a Heisman Trophy candidate this year. Um, so there's obviously a lot of belief in him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not too many quarterbacks in that division who are coming off the, you know, off the back of being a starter and a good starter last year. Um, but yeah, steady guy. And then obviously, They've got a good running back, uh, a name that we might end up mentioning a little bit later. But, so, um, we are going to talk about one player to watch, uh, each of us, in the Big 12. Is that right? Is that how we want to do this? Yeah. One player to look that. out for? Um, and I'm I've got know. one... I was about to say, Nick, I just wanted to ask you guys one quick question, just before we move oh. topic. I heard, I heard this on a different podcast. I was listening to the Cover 3 podcast from CBS. And they made a point. I want to get your views on it. Are we going to see college football with this, with these conference realignments that seem destined to happen? College football sort of turn into a bit of a, the minor leagues in baseball for the NFL, where you have the top schools as your Triple A of college football, then your next lot is your Double A, and then obviously your FCS is sort of like your you know your A um, minor yeah. league, and where yeah. With this, with this instant transfer rule, the top players in a double A school then transfer up into a triple A school before being picked for the NFL. Is that something that you guys could see happening where college football really starts to look like just the minor leagues of the NFL? I heard this being talked about. I think I, I think I might have listened to the same podcast as you. Um, and looking at how they discussed it, I, I would say, yeah, I can definitely see something like that happening. Um, Players are just using, you, you've seen it now, the transfer portal is going crazy now. First, it used to be real exceptional circumstances before you could transfer from one team to another. Now it just seems like, you I know, if you've gone out the wrong side of the everything. Yeah, it literally has changed everything. And the whole, like you said, the whole landscape of college football is going to be totally different, not just with the conferences, even like we're talking about the playoff picture. Every, everything's just changed, doesn't it? The players' power now as well. Um, you know, you know. Obviously, all the news that we had in the last couple of weeks, players do have that influence now. And now it may be a case that they want to go where the money is because they can earn it now as well. So, you know, they're going to probably look at you know going from a, like you say, to a to, to a bigger school. I I I get the kind of premise. I think I think like the whole analogy is a little bit sloppy. Like I get that point, but it's like, it's, 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 it's not really as transferable as that. Um, Cause then, you know, would a team, would a guy who's, you know, would, you wouldn't see somebody um, start at God, start at Marshall and then end up at Baylor and then end up at, Alabama, you know, before they leave, they're not gonna. You're not gonna see like triple transfers, one every season. Like I get the kind of yes, I do think that it's gonna. You're gonna see this more often, but I think like I think t- describing it as like the baseball, um, 
like the baseball minor leagues is just is just a bit like it's just a it's just a good sort of um cli- like not cliche but like it makes good content for a podcast but i wouldn't mm. really say it's that's transferable like that yeah but i get the premise i think yeah. it's just yeah but i you do gotta, get the premise though yeah you gotta also think that there's only so many roster spots as well you know how many players are gonna in one of the powerhouse teams and, and have an opportunity to actually even perform. Um, so we, some players will be better off playing, you know, being a sort of a big fish in a small pond, you know. Yeah, because um, so. obviously baseball, you can be high school, you can come out of high school and go straight there and stuff like that, whereas obviously football is not quite the same. But I, I, yeah. I get it, like, I get it. It's just like, it's like a fun little um, link you can make. But I do agree in terms of like, you probably will see this a lot more um, because you'll also see people transferring down schools still that aren't playing, and which obviously doesn't happen in baseball. You only you go from like the major leagues back to AAA, but you don't really get relegated from AAA to AA. It doesn't tend to happen. So, so yeah. Now I'm just I'm just I'm just ripping it apart. No, <laughs> now I'm joking. But yeah. yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair. Um, right, one player to watch in the Big Twelve this season. Um, I'm gonna, you know, what, instead of jumping on someone, I'm just gonna kind of open well, open the floor up to all of you, um, two of you. <laughs> Which, anyone want to go first with the player that they think to look out for this year? Yeah, I'm. I, I've got my player. I've. I'm quite a fan of his. I think he's got an uber amount of potential. Had a really good year last year. Tight end for Iowa State, Charlie Collar. I Big. just. I think, you know, he had 44 catches for 591 yards and 11 touchdowns. Was it 11 touchdowns? Yeah, he did the seven touchdowns, even sorry, in his 11 starts last year. Um, he's got Brock Purdy throwing in the ball again this year. They've got a run game that is going to open things up for him. And I just think he's going to have a monster year. I think, he's, you know, I know Iowa has always been the, the tight end you, but I think Iowa State may have um, a future professional tight end playing there currently. I really think I was mm. a really top player. Um, you know, in, and they're not the most flashy offense Iowa State, but I think he's gonna give them some good red zone presence. I think you'll see him get a few touchdowns this year as they push on in the conference. Yeah, I really enjoyed him last season to be honest. Um very good sort of body for a tight end as well, isn't he? he guy guy does look like a beast to be honest. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Just just looks the part, plays the part. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, He was, he looked NFL ready last year, so I don't know what, you know, what that says about him this year. But, but yeah, he probably could have gone and been maybe like sort of tight end three or tight end four this year, you know. So that's quite a, that's quite a a lot of praise for him, for sure. Uh, Sup, do you have someone in mind? Yeah, I mean... I thought I'd go defence. Um, I mean, we can do a couple of players because I think just naming three is probably, you know, there's so many in this conference. But I'm going to go on the defensive side um, and I'm going to go for uh, Nick Bonito, a uh, sophomore player for the Sooners. Uh, quite impressed with him last year. I thought he came on really strongly uh, towards the end. Um, he, he, you know, he ended up getting eight and a half sacks for the season and I think uh, around five or six of them 
were towards the uh, latter part of the season. So I think he was certainly someone you know to keep an eye on, um, and I think he's going to be a good part of that defense, um, you know, for the Sooners. So yeah, uh, I think Nick Bonito is one to watch out for most definitely. Nice, nice. I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So if we're all getting this, I'm gonna play like snake draft order, and if we're gonna go for like going back through to have so we've got two each i'm gonna go two at once and i'm gonna sort of gonna go uh, offense and defense for the same team so offense um i'm gonna start off with a guy you just alluded to uh Brees hall uh, the running back um yeah he had an unbelievable 2020 season didn't he 1500 yards uh 21 touchdowns um he is legitimately one of the sort of top Definitely top five, maybe probably top three running backs in this draft. He has been just ridiculously good um, for for the Cyclones last year. I mean, as a, as a true freshman, he was three yards shy of 903 touchdowns. So, um, yeah, this guy is, is just a beast. And I think he's going to absolutely... I mean, in the um, you know last season, in the win over Oregon, he had 136 yards. And he just seemed to just churn them out. Just he—he he was a guarantee. You can guarantee that because he—he he had a rushing touchdown in every game he played, which you know is is is, is pretty impressive. Um, you can also he also had 180 yards receiving as well. So the guy, um, the guy, the guy is great. And um, yeah, it's 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 got to be some compliment when you can go through a season and you can guarantee a touchdown in every single game. So definitely him for sure. Uh, and the defense, I'm going to go for a linebacker who I think um, uh, is just an absolute beast. Six foot four, 245 pounds. Mike Rose plunked in the middle of that defense. Mm. Um, yeah, last year, last season in 2020, he had five picks. Five picks because he can get up and pick it um, above those slot receivers. Uh, he had five interceptions last year. Um, he had 10 and a half tackles for a loss. Uh, this dude is both great in coverage and is able to get sort of behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, I really like his skill set, what he's able to do. He's one of those sort of hybrid players that can sort of play in coverage and he can play uh, running downfield. Uh, he could in the future line up as a, as a strong safety, Rose, but um, he's, a, I mean, he's 111 kilos. He's a 245 pounds. He's a big dude. So the fact that I'm not sure quite what he runs at, but uh, he's quick for a guy of his uh, size and speed, and I think he's got a perfect NFL-made body. Um, yeah, this this watch out for this dude because if you if you can have ten and a half tackles for a loss and five interceptions in a 12-game season, you're doing good. And yeah, he's played 38 college games. He played 13 as a true freshman. This guy has played a lot of football, and uh, there's no doubt that if he can if he can somehow even build on this 2020 season. This dude's going minimum second round because I think he'll be a sleeper. But uh, yeah, if Iowa State can sort of push towards the top end of the of the Big Twelve, maybe even yeah, get to the Big Twelve championship, then Rose will be a huge player for them. No fair play. Yeah, like the pick. So, so have you got a second one? Um, yeah, I was going to go for um, Marvin Mims, uh, the wide receiver, um, mm. Oklahoma. Um, Quite impressed with him last year as well. Um, some really good, really good football. Uh, the TCU game, uh, one you know speaks out. Showed you know really explosive speed. Um, you, you know someone, you know, 
you know, his size. I think him and Rattler are going to have a really good connection this year and, and they're going to improve upon his uh, season last year. I think he uh, scored nine touchdowns last year. So that, that's really good for a freshman. You know, uh, very rarely do you get freshmen, you know, who uh, come out with those sort of uh, stats. So, yeah, very excited to see how he develops in the next year. Yeah, I love Marvin Mims, such a player. Such a, he can be so fun to watch this year. Yeah. That leaves me going last. I'm, I'm going to go running back, I think. I'm going to go for West Virginia's running back, Letty Brown. Um, not a lot of people watch West Virginia. Not a lot of people are going to be going, ooh, West Virginia. They've got a good <laughs> running back. Uh, Letty Brown could have come out last year in the late round pick. Did the smart thing. He's come back for his senior season. Wasn't great his first two years at West Virginia. It broke out last year. So he had a, he had a 1,010 rushing yards, nine touchdowns in 10 games. Um, had a couple of hundred receiving yards, a couple of receiving touchdowns. But he had five 100-yard games last season. Um, had a monster game against Kansas, but that wasn't too difficult because Kansas. And um, a really good performance against TCE where he went for 165 yards. West Virginia hasn't got a lot going about their offense. They haven't got a lot going about their program. They're a little bit on the average side, but Letty Brown is going to be one of the highlights of that offense. He's going to be one to watch. And I, I think he'll be a mid-round pick when it comes to the draft next year because he's got the size and the speed to play at the next level. And he's done the smart thing. He's gone back to school to refine some skills to make him a better NFL prospect. Yeah, solid pick. Yeah, I think he'll be an exciting guy on that offensive season for sure. For sure. So, I'm going to leave you, well, leave you all in the capable hands of Tristan as he now takes over, leading the podcast for the next 15, 20 minutes or whatever it is. So, Tristan, please fire away. What have you got for us? I'm going to have a little bit of fun with you guys. So, I'm going to, we're going to do some little over-under predictions. So, we're going to go through the Big 12 teams. I'm going to put a number of wins out there. And I want you guys to tell me whether you think over or under how that is going to go. So we'll start with Baylor. So mm. the Baylor Bears over or under five wins for the upcoming season. Mm. I'll give you a minute, a minute to check their full schedule out and where you yeah, think they can win, where you think they can lose. Um, what they did last five year. Wins. <laughs> yeah. What they did last year. Well, Last year, Baylor went 2-7 and seven in conference. And the Big Ten Big 12 only played itself last year, I believe. So it's 2-7 and seven in total. Um, hmm. Not that I'm trying to did play anything here. Ba- ba- Baylor returns pretty much its entire starting defence. Um, there's not many... Ah, um, apart from William Bradley King, who went to the Washington football team in the seventh round. Yes, apart from he's one of the very few that does not return. Um, but uh, five wins. Um, is there far? Can they get more than five wins, or are they not going to get to five wins with who they've got on their schedule? I think don't you with the these don't you have don't you have to do like point fives so like over four point five wins or over five point five wins, isn't it? Usually yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you want to do it that way, we'll go to yeah. 5.5. Okay, so over 5.5, so will they win six games or more is the question. Um, oh, I I, I like their first three games. Yeah, Texas State, Texas Southern and Kansas. Um, 
Kansas. Kansas is a funny one, though, aren't they? Kansas are an SEC team, right? Why? What? No, Can- Kansas are Big 12. Oh. oh, yeah, of course they are. I'm thinking of... Um... Oh, I'm thinking of... Um... Kentucky, you're thinking of. Kentucky, yes, I'm thinking of Kentucky. Uh... Six games? I'm going to say no. The schedule in the middle. You'll get the BYU still, um, still like, is it what, um, independent? Yeah. Yeah. Their schedule looks so cool. I would love to watch a lot of BYU this season because their schedule looks really cool. BYU independent or are they playing in a conference? Judging by their games, they look like they're independent because it's. A, a absolute mixture. Mm. They are they are in independent twelve yeah. teams, yeah. But they look yeah, at they their schedule. It. That looks. I don't go well off topic. But that looks so funky. Like they're playing three Pac twelve teams, then USF. I can't remember what they're in. U Utah State. Who are like? Was it Big Big Sky or something? Like Big Mountain Mountain West or something? Boise mm. State, Utah Baylor, State Mountain West. That's it, Mountain West. Baylor, Washington State, Virginia. I'd, yeah, that, that is, this is like a cool schedule. They're kind of half Pac-12. Anyway, sorry, I'm going one off the way. Six wins. Even if I give them winning all of those three opening games, I... No. They will not win over five. No, they will not win over five point five games. I think mm. I think we're all taking the under here. I've got them winning four. Um, I've got them beating Texas State, Texas Southern, Kansas, and West Virginia. I think the rest of their schedule is losses. I think they might. Be, I think they might win. Like I think they might win of one of one of Kansas State or Texas Tech at the end of the season. Yeah, you got Tyler but... Shell there now. They're they're a, uh, they're yeah. a better team now. Yeah, they will be a better team. Yeah, they're still. A, I, you know, I still like. I still. I still one of those people that always sort of um, looks at like home in a way because you know yeah. I always think that does count for something. Um, but uh, it still doesn't sway me to think they're going to win six. So I would. I would again. I imagine I'm putting a hundred pound of my own money on it, and so I'll, I would say I'd take the under. Yeah, I'd take the under. Yeah. Moving on, Iowa State over nine point five. Over um, under nine point five. Again, I need to see their schedule. This one um, for me is tough. Oh, this is a tough one for me. I'm not going to give away what I would go with, but this for me is tough. There's two games on this schedule that it depends on how you look at. So is it, is it over 8.5 or over 9.5? Over 9.5. I, I'm going to say no. I'll take the under again. You know, like, mm-hmm. for example, uh, for, first of all, the, one of their non-conference games is Iowa. And I just, you know, I, you know, you know me, I think the Big Ten is a lot stronger than the uh, Big 12 and... I think Iowa Iowa State will be a great matchup. Um, it's a bit of a coin flip that one. I'm really not sure. But even um, but with that, even even if they lose that one, yeah, you look at the next. 
or six games, I'd say they're all winnable. Um, so you, you say by the time you face the Longhorns, you've got so, seven wins. So they have to, yeah. Well, well, I think they'll lose at Oklahoma. So, so you, let's say they lose to Iowa and lose to Oklahoma, right? That has them on ten wins. They, they definitely, definitely going to win every other game because they just have to lose one and you've lost, mm. right? If they lose three games, that means they'll only win. There's twelve games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I think I think it's close, but with yeah, so it's close with, with Oklahoma. If I say Oklahoma win, and the Iowa one could go either way, uh, I am I super confident they're going to win every other game and just have one loss. It's tough, but mm-hmm. I, I would. Uh, if you had said 8.5, I probably would have taken you on that one on the over. But 9.5, again, I'll take the under. Mm. They haven't lost much of the, obviously, roster from last year either. Like, say, you've still got, you know, the big three in Purdy Hall, Collar. They've got a decent, you know, defense as well. They've got some names who are going to definitely be mentioned in the draft next year. I think this is going to be one of the sort of they, yeah, consistent they did. seasons again, you know, just like last year. Um, I, I mean, they lost, they lost three they last lost, year, and but then but they won three very tight games against TCU, and they beat Oklahoma last year. Which, I mean, I know one one of their losses is also against Oklahoma, so that's mm. fair enough. Yeah, that was a close game, six point game, wasn't it? But I, the I, I, Texas go game over. was close. Mm. I, I'd, I'd go the over personally. I'm the stuck. I'm taking the over. I think Iowa State's only loss is Oklahoma. I think they beat Iowa. I think they beat Texas. I just this is the best team that Matt Campbell's had at Iowa State, and and I just think this is their year. He ha- Matt Campbell hasn't beaten Iowa yet, and I think with his best Iowa State team, his best chance of really assert. Because and I, again, I think you've got to take into account some of these Iowa State need to build themselves because if this Big Twelve conference is doomed for collapse considering the moves, Iowa State need to make themselves attractive to other conferences. And I think they're going to be up for it. And I've got them being Oklahoma being the only loss they drop. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough. I think I'm on the fence, as I said. I think I think they'll win, you know, nine or ten games. I'm just edging towards nine. Nine and nine three. And take that and that. This one's a bit more of a, a horrible number. So Kansas over or under one point five. One point five. That's brutal. So um, put that into perspective. Sorry, can Jayhawks or Wildcats? Jayhawks. I get that, that, that is asking them to be over. That would be two more wins than they got last year. Would be the over for this. Didn't they upset someone they, last they, year? They lost every game. Nope. Lost every single game last year, Kansas. Oh, I was thinking of someone else. I'm sure they upset someone. Kansas, Maybe that was you're, thinking of Ka- you're thinking of Kansas State. They upset yeah. Oklahoma. They got that beaten badly in most of their games as well, didn't they? Jesus. Yeah. They they so they over under one point five guys. Yeah, they only had one game where they lost it by a score, and that was their final game of the season. Oh God! Uh, in your head, you think surely, and they have got what is supposed to be a gimme game in the opener against South Dakota. So, 
can I challenge them to win one one conference game? Yeah, give me the over. Like, I just feel as though they. I mean, if they lose their gimme game against South Dakota, they they are they are not winning a single game. Uh... But if they went once you've won that one, you've just got to beat one team all season. And I Probably know they're not. Maybe Duke. Uh, I maybe think Duke are a better team. <laughs> like Coastal Carolina are better. Baylor are better. Duke are better. Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, TCU, and West Virginia are all massively better than Kansas. They are all and better, I'll... but it's 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 that's you know I mean that's I sorry I know that's your, that's the point you're making. The counterpoint is that that's not always how football works, but. Um, I mean, this is a bad thing. Look at the prices of the tickets on ESPN. Like, they're mo- like they've only got one. They've only got one game where tickets are over fifty dollars. No, there's two actually. Fifty-two for the Coastal Carolina game. What Coastal Carolina charging over fifty-two dollars for their cheapest ticket? How crazy is it? And eighty-three Oklahoma State. Yeah, and you can go at, at Texas at Texas for twenty bucks. God, I, I'd go see Texas absolutely steamroll Kansas for twenty dollars. Uh, anyway, we're again, again, we're going. As, as, uh, do you know what? As well, the their home their home games are really hard, and their away games are the sort of easier side. But even still, that actually, you know what? I'm looking at their games. And I'm like, they're not even playing like they've got like the hardest team, best teams in the con. Could they win the Kansas Cup? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, you know what, my head, I, my head's saying like surely they can win one game, but I'm actually looking at like no, no, they, they. I might take, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, do you know what? Just for the crack, I'm going to take the over and say they win two games. They somehow scrape a win against one of these teams, maybe Baylor or something, and uh, I'll take the over. But I don't even know why. I'm taking the under. And I, I genuinely, I still think the South Dakota games are coin flip. Like it's not, a, it's not a coin flip, but it's again one of those games that you could, you could literally, like, say, is it feasible South Dakota win? And that answer is yes. It's not so much of a gimme. It's not like it's, it's meant to be their know. gimme game. But Kansas has got a new coach after Les Miles departed unceremoniously. They've. They've got a few players, but they they've just not got a complete roster. Like, no, they're just not very. Good. I think I think they're going to implode again this year. I think it's going to take a couple of years to rebuild them. I think the under is the safest bet here. Yeah, I think it convinced me. But the Duke, I'm looking at the Duke game. But even Duke last year, they caught with a couple of wins, didn't they? So. Um, I'd say I'd give them I'd give them the under. Right, let's go to their in-state <laughs> rival, Matt. Kansas State over under five point five. Um, so on their schedule, I don't have the order of their schedule, but they've got Stanford, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Southern Illinois, TCU, Texas Tech. Iowa State, Nevada, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas. This is one of the more easier ones for me. I'm taking the under. Um, because even their non-conference games, like, uh, you know, Nevada have got one of the best quarterbacks in college football this year. Um, they they could cause an upset with Strong. Um, 
there's not really Southern Illinois is the biggest gimme game. Stanford will be tough. Um, and I just look at their games. You know, they have a they have a really tough start with Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Iowa State in their conference games. That might knock the stuffing out of them quite a bit. Um, they then have a slightly easier run. But I'm asking them to win six games, and I, I don't see six games to win. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel confident about this one. I would say the under for sure. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like Things are the safe first bet. Stanford, it's a difficult one to judge. Um, you, you know, facing a Pac-12 team, Southern Illinois, I can see them winning that. Nevada, obviously, you got Carson Strong. That's you know, even that one, and then the rest of that schedule looks tough really up until Kansas, the Jayhawks, and then I'd say the under. Yeah. I'm going to take the over. I think Jesus Vaughn's a wicked running back. Skylar Thompson's not hurt anymore, their quarterback. Uh, they've got some talent there. I think they beat Stanford, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Southern Illinois, TCU and Texas mm-hmm. Tech. And I think mm-hmm. they probably beat West Virginia. I think Oklahoma, Texas, Nevada, and Iowa State are their losses. I'm going mm-hmm. to take the over. I think Kansas State go bowling this year. Definitely. They six, show they can go on a run. Team. I mean, they went on a run of four last year, didn't they? Four in a row, and then went on a bad run after that. So you, you just never know. And Scarlett yeah. Thompson got hurt. They were on a five-game skid, but he's not going to be hurt. So hopefully, so mm. I think I think they've got it. I think they've got six wins in them quite comfortably. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. I, I would say between four and five wins. Watching four and five wins. I don't think I'm not particularly confident. I don't think they'll beat Oklahoma State, especially away. Um, I don't. I'm not confident they'll beat Texas Tech again with Tyler Shuck um, and the program there. I, I could I could see them being like one and five to start the season, and then trying to pick up the pieces in the last five games. But uh, four to five wins for me. But that was that was the one I'd be most confident on so far. Right, move on to Boomer Sooner Sooner time. Oklahoma over under ten point five. Um simple schedule. So they play Tulane, Western Carolina, Nebraska, West Virginia, Kansas State, TCU, Texas, Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. They win at least eleven. What how many years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, over 10.5. Yeah, over 10.5. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, reckon yeah. they're just a one-loss team? Potentially, and even that, I'd say Iowa State is probably the most threatening out of that bunch. Um, well, they'll go into the Iowa State game at, what, 9-1 after they lost Nebraska, and then they'll... Um... <laughs> What's funny? Tickets, every, 260. Every time I say something like this, you guys laugh. It's like It's almost like I'm speaking nonsense here. Seen the ticket prices for Nebraska? Okay. The tickets as low as two hundred and sixty-one dollars. Oh god! Everyone wants to go at that game. It's, a, it's like the biggest game of Oklahoma season, apart from Texas or Oklahoma State. No, I think the Nebraska game is bigger. I think, like you know, it's Oklahoma it, Nebraska is an old rivalry. It's from that's like proper eighty sort of rivalry. They've only stopped playing yeah. each other because of realignment. Like that used yeah. to be. Who's going to the national championship? Like, yeah, whoever won that Oklahoma Nebraska game. So, I, I reckon the Sooners will be up for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 
I'm, I'm hoping Nebraska will be up for it in terms of wanting it. I'm not trying to so, say yeah. in terms of winning it, but at least in terms of wanting it. Um, so are we all, are we all taking the over ten point five then? And just yeah, I think realistically, I maybe maybe one loss comes on that Oklahoma schedule somewhere. Yeah, I think one of them maybe yeah. the last two games or something like that. I think they could be going in ten and out, um, and coming through their sort of two toughest games, the last two games of the season, really. So uh, it's one of those things that if they beat Iowa State, they might be like a little bit heady going into the Oklahoma State game or if they lose to Iowa State and that'll galvanise them going um, against the Cowboys so I think yeah I, I, I'd be confident they're not going to lose I don't see them losing both those two games at the end of the season so yeah I'm in agreement I think they'll over 10.5 so, you taking now? the over? Yeah I'm taking the over uh, I think they'll over. I think they'll actually win every game but the only there's only one potential loss I see um, but I think they'll win every game. We'll go again to their in-state rivals, Oklahoma State, over under 7.5. Mm, looking at the schedule. So they play Missouri State, Tulsa, Boise State, Baylor, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Kansas, Texas Tech, Texas, Iowa State, Kansas State, and TCU. I'll tell you what, for the next one, right, um, you should like let us look at the schedule. And once we look at the schedule, it's like ready and then like tell us what the over over under is and see if in our minds we're around there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll fire so, away with that. We'll go for so, the remainder like that then, shall we? So I can't even actually so don't remind me, I can't even remember what you just said for the over under for this game. So I'm just gonna go for no, the games. I, I don't either. Um I, I think I think I see them winning eight or nine games. Um I'm gonna go for nine. I'm I'm like seven eight, so I'll go for eight. What was what were you what was the over under? Seven point five. Wow. Oh, then I'll, I'll take the over then. I'll take the over as well. The over. Uh, I'm probably gonna flirt with the under. I just Oklahoma State are one of those really annoying teams. They will beat someone like Oklahoma, and then they they'll just lose to West Virginia. They they like it every year. Like they're just so hit and miss. I'm, I'm, I'll flirt with the under. And take that. Next, next team is TCU. So their games are, um, oh god, I can't. Even, I'm not even sure if I'm going to get the pronunciation of that. Right, it looks like Kent, then Cal, mm-hmm. SMU, West yeah. Virginia, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State. Um, okay, let me look through these. What's the okay? I'm ready. What's up? I'm not ready yet. Just give me a sec. Who's SMU's quarterback now? Oh, they got rid of. Oh, I think he got drafted in. Shane Bukelele got drafted by. Was it the Ravens? Bukelele. Bukelele. I call it Bukelele. Yeah. It sounds. It's like yeah. If you if if his name was pronounced Bukelele, then you met him. You'd be a little bit surprised. Yeah. You would not be picturing some suburban white dude if his name was. Bukalele. Bush is it Bushel or something like that? I, I don't know. I don't even know the pronunciation. Bushel, yeah. Bushel. You know what? I'd say Max four wins. Wait, what was three. the what, what, what was the over under? The over under here 
Yeah. 7.5. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll I'm be not. more generous. I had five wins. Um, could have been somehow talked to six, but I was preferring mm. five. I went with Cal. But, for, I went with Pac-12 on that one. Well, I went with them losing one of Cal and SMU, um, mm. just in case. Um, and I've got them beating, like, I, my, and I was like, I was like, right, they'll win two of those starting three. Uh, they might win one of Texas or Texas Tech, maybe. So that would be like three. Uh, lose to Oklahoma. I was like, West Virginia, Kansas State, Baylor. I'm going to give them like one there. So that's four. And I was going to give them the Kansas game and not Oklahoma State or Iowa State. So I was like five and a push. I don't even know where I got six from. I probably would have just said five. So no, I will not go over 7.5 on TCU. No, I'd I'd take the under as well. I I I think that five wins is that push, isn't it? It's, that's the most they're going to get. I can't yeah. see them doing anything more than that. And to answer six earlier question, uh, Tanner Mordecai is the quarterback at SMU this year. Oh, Tanner Mordecai, I know that name because it's wicked. He's a transfer from I can't where is it. He was uh, on. He was Oklahoma as a backup. Previously, I think he saw some snaps um, when Spencer Rattler was struggling last year. We definitely year. talked. We um, definitely talked about him last year. Yeah, and he's transferred to SMU to be their starting quarterback this year. Mm. So just, just a point on the Mustangs there, but because mm. I don't think we're going to cover the American Athletic Conference in our breakdowns, but not mm. being a Power Five school. Uh, right, so we'll move on from TCU and go to the Longhorns of Texas. Texas. Did you see just on a completely off topic about former Florida State receiver Calvin Benjamin at the Giants today that he rocked, he got included for camp, a summer camp, he made the team and, well, he made the camp and he literally walked onto the field today at the Giants' first camp, literally walked onto the field, a coach walked up to him and went, nah, you cut. What? And then he just turned around and walked off again. <laughs> it was literally that. They brought him back for camp. He went through the tests. He walked on at the field and without even doing a drill, he was told, no, you can go now. I mean, that's he, brutal, that. He was a former first-round pick as well, wasn't he? If yeah, he's transitioned to a he tight a mon- end. He was a monster at FSG. Yeah, yeah, he's transitioned to a tight end now, which was the polite of saying you're too fat to be, well, sorry, <clears throat> you're too big to be a wide receiver. Right. Although he did, have, he did have some weight troubles, I believe, um, when he was in the pros. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit harsh. Like he came, mm-hmm. came back, went through COVID, like the COVID test and stuff like that. Went, did a physical thing, and then walked around the field and literally not doing a drill. Was like, yeah, you can turn, turn around and go off. Wonder what it home. was. I'd love to know. What I don't know. That some, do you see that somebody? Like a fake journalist said it was because he was stealing food. And <laughs> Brandon Marshall quote tweeted it and was like, This cut this is this is crazy. Like you when you play for a team, you can have all the food you want. And he's like, it's a joke. <laughs> he didn't realise it was a joke. He was like, How could you be caught stealing? It's it's free food when you're on a team. Oh, <laughs> was like, I saw oh, Brandon Marshall. Speaking, speaking of fake journalists, I saw one on Twitter yesterday. Um some fake journalist posted that Patrick Mahomes has refused to pay for the Kansas City Chiefs until they changed their name. And like Chiefs message boards just started lighting up because people thought it was genuine news that oh Patrick God. Mahomes was like, nah, I'm just going to sit out. 
Oh God. That's funny. Right, I've got my number anyway, in my mind. I've got my number in my mind, so I think I got about eight wins. Mm. Nick, where are you at? I was flirting with seven, maybe eight. Don't say seven. Over under, over under eight was where the line was. Over under eight. So what? So you, do you think why? they're a nine win team or a seven win team? Oh, uh, seven uh, win team. Yeah, I'd say more leaning towards seven than nine. But I had them as an eight win yeah. team. So if so, if they say, would you? It's under seven and over's nine. What would the, yes. in, so so eight eight is the flat. It's not a point five. It's just an eight. So then it's like an eight point five thing. So um, yeah, uh, oh, I would I would take the under. Yeah, I don't see them quite winning nine games. No, no, no I'm not there. Um, first first year under Steve Sarkeesian, their quarterback situation isn't solid. They've got a good running back, but they've got some tough they've got some tough games on that schedule. I yeah. I see. Oklahoma, Iowa State beating them. Wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas beat them. Yeah, that's um, I, I, well. Do you know what them as well? But like, if if we've got the the raging Cajuns team of last year that were literally like the biggest big game team going because they they caused some upsets last mm. year, didn't they? And they got the top wide receiver as well. They lost their good wide receiver. They lost their good wide receiver. No, 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 no. They've got a good wide receiver. Oh, yeah. 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 Did Atwell, where did Tutu Atwell go again? Uh, Rams. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, Louisville. 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 Yeah, because the Raging Cajuns, they caused some upsets last year. I mean, they they beat Iowa State, didn't they? And then. well, that's it, really. They won every game they played, <laughs> apart from losing a tight game against Coast Carolina. But it was. They caused a huge upset against Iowa State last year. Um, and uh, they looked pretty good. solid. Yeah, so... Yeah, and they, I, I really fancied them against Coastal Carolina, and then it got cancelled. I fancied them to do them in the rematch. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I... Yeah, Texas and, yeah, under. Who we got next? Texas Tech. Hmm. It's an interesting one. Yeah. I'm shook to my core. Yeah, really. <laughs> Might be a bit of bias from my side because I still rate him, to be honest. I, I honestly felt that um, the coaching staff let him down last year. Um, people still have him projected as like a, a top pick in the draft as well. Not this year, but the year after that. Um, it's crazy. So... <laughs> People are still. I know people can be wrong that early, but at the same time, you know, it's still getting that sort of credibility, isn't it? Versus mm. Stephen F. Austin University. I don't even know who Stephen F. Austin University is. When I first saw the schedule, I thought it was Stephen A. Smith yeah. for a second. Yeah, Stephen like, A. Smith University. No, I bet it's Steve Austin. They come out to the Stone Cold music. Oh. If they don't, they have to. I, it would just be, I just imagine some sort of remix of Stay Off the Weed. <laughs> Stephen uh, A. Swift loves to say. So uh, Stephen a, the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks. It's a small subdivision school in Texas hmm. um, named after a former American Secretary of State. 
What's the over under then? I've got I've, a... got, them, I've got them winning eight. Again, I think I've seen that. that You've got them winning eight. Yeah. What's the over under? Yeah. Where are you at? I wonder what the over under is. Four point five. Four point five. Oh, Mate. over. So I, I was around five to six wins. Um, so I'm definitely <laughs> over. Um, I don't. Yeah. That. I'm taking. I'm taking the under. Really. Ooh. I see them beating Stephen F. Austin. I yeah. see them beating Florida International, yeah. Kansas, TCU. I think Houston are a better team than them. West Virginia are a better team. Kansas State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. There's just, uh, Tyler shows a good quarterback. It doesn't help the fact that the Red Raiders are pretty bad on defense. Like They got blown away in some games last year. Um, you know, there's a the reason they're at the bottom of the conference at the moment, and I think that's it. I, I, I think they're a three to four win team at most. I can't give a four point five over. I just can't do it. I, I'm, I, I was solid with five because I thought Stephen F. Austin, FIU, TCU, and Kansas, and I do fancy them to beat one of Houston or Kansas State. Like I think they've got us in a good shot against because I know of, I can't say they will because. There's no way you can do this over-under without predicting, at least by accident, a team to win each game. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'll go, well, I think Texas Tech can win this game. And then, like, 10 minutes later, with a different yeah. team schedule, you'll say the reverse. But um, if I say them, if I beat, say, Stephen F. Austin, FIU, um, TCU, maybe Kansas, maybe one of those games, and then maybe maybe Baylor, but... Yeah, that's that's why I was like four. I feel confident with, and then they could win. I'm sure they'll win. I'm going to give them at least one out of three, maybe two out of three. So that's why it's five, six. But if you had said over under five and a half, I might have just like gripped my teeth and said under. So five wins for me. So I'm say over four and a half, but you set the bar pretty low with them. So um, I would take just I would just take the over. It sucks taking um, well over the over. Yeah, yeah. Sucks, sucks letting his love for Tyler show blind his judgment. I think a little bit. He'll be the man, Dory. Yeah, he could. Final be. one, yeah. guys. Final one. He could very well be the man. I just don't see it. But hey, hey, we're here to be proved wrong sometimes. Oh, the final one, I know. guys. Country roads. Take me home, Nick. Take me yes. home. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> Good on it, West Virginia. Right, okay, hold on. Look, I need to look at their games. They play Long Island University. I love some of the. I love these obscure gimme games. Uh, you should see Nebraska's. Theirs is against Fordham University. Could, I apparently, like apparently they're in North New Jersey or something. Well, it's again, it's at Nebraska. Fordham's in New Jersey, supposedly. I had no idea. Oh, no. I'm now on beatcovidne.co.uk. I don't want that. Well, I do want that. I do want to beat hashtag beatcovid, but I don't want to be on that website right now. Um, hum, let me have a look. One of their games is at Maryland. That's minging. Yeah. That is. That'd be a tough and, one. And Virginia Tech. Oh, they've not got fun gimme, gimme in air quote games. Like out of conference games. Um, I 
Mm, all right, I'm ready for the over under. I'm ready. Yep. Wait, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Six and a half. Six oh, you five. suck uh, well, so much. I hate that. I was like, oh, I was like six to maybe seven. I got less and than that's... that. I'm definitely going under for that one. Oh, you. Oh. Um. All right, here's my logic. I think they potentially lose one of the Maryland and Virginia Tech games, winning the other and beating Long Island. So that's two wins. Lose to Oklahoma, of course. Uh, Texas Tech, Baylor, and TCU. I was like feeling maybe feeling two wins out of them, so that would make four. Lose to Iowa State and maybe lose to Oklahoma State, and then I thought maybe two at the end. That still doesn't have me over six point five though, so I will I will take the under, but like, I'm going like to take just... the over. Yeah, you you're fine of that. I, I, I think I've got I think we I think you can get seven wins out of them. Virginia Tech are awful. They're not very good. So they get that. Long Island, Texas Tech, Kansas State, um, Kansas, Baylor, TCU is where I get to seven. I Maryland, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State are the losses. I think they can get to seven wins. Like, who even is their quarterback? Jared but Doge. 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 Who had a really good 2018, well, a good time at Bowling Green, kind of moved up to West Virginia. Like, literally just that's like just around the corner, essentially. And it's been 21 touchdowns and seven picks across two seasons. Um, he's all right, isn't he? He's not going to be an NFL quarterback, but he's all right, isn't he? Um, he's not. Yeah, he's not terrible. He's just not terrible. He's just not good. He's not terrible. I, I think you know they've got a good. They've got a good run game. They can. They can hang their hat on their run game enough. Their defense is okay. Lenny I, Brown. It's, more, it's 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 more. I just it's more. I don't like the other teams. So I there's anything I love. Um, about West Virginia, like, well, I'll, yeah, I'll tell I don't, you what I think. About, I don't mind. I'll tell you what I think of Virginia Tech um, on the ACC prediction. I'll tell you how bad I think they're going to be. Um, it can't yeah, be much worse I than think... what you thought of Kansas. To be fair, <laughs> I don't think any Virginia Tech fans <laughs> going to be like, "What if, well, if he's if he's if he's going to preface how bad he's going to be to us?" And he he was light on Kansas by saying comfortably under one point five. And what could, what bad things can he say about us? Um, oh, they're not Kansas bad. Like, uh, there's no one. There's no one in the Power Five. Kansas bad. Kansas do not belong in a Power Five program. They're not a Power Five team. I, I, I genuinely think the state of Kansas. They're an FCS school. They, they just need to get out. Like, I think they're only a Division One school because they're good at basketball. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just looking. Sorry, now I've been distracted by the ACC. I'm like. There's a lot of bad I'm looking forward to the ACC preview. I'm gonna have some fun with that. Well, you you will, but I don't know. I just find there's like so many bad teams in the ACC. It's just weird <laughs> to me. It's like I just I just find like it's like a lot of bad teams, couple decent, and one unreal team. It's like weird. It's, I just I I find it very similar bit makeup to the Big Twelve. Just the the top team is like even better. Clemson. Uh, I th- I think 
there's a few more than there's there's more than two competitive teams in the ACC. I think we'll get to that. Like the the ACC, like there's no middle ground. That's the problem with that conference. Again, we'll get to it in the brief. There's no middle ground. You're either good or bad. There's no like average teams. Yeah, there's 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 yeah there's bad. In my opinion, there's bad, two goodish, and then one really good. I think that's a fair way of saying it. There is no like middle ground. That's that's true. That's true. The middle ground does not exist in the ACC. <laughs> no, no. I think you could come to predict the top three and then just let the rest of them fight it out for what they want. Um, uh, you can predict. You can predict first, then second and third. Flip your coin, and then the rest of them just like whoever wins four games or three games or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's fair. So yeah, that was that, fun. That was fun. I enjoyed was... those over-unders. I think yeah, it's an interesting difference in opinion. Um, I will definitely be watching, keeping an eye on Kansas every week to see if they can try and win that second game or, or if I'm Tristan, try and win that first game after they get beaten at home by South Dakota State. Oh dear. By the way, my, my parents have visited South Dakota State. Is it South Dakota or South Dakota State? No, just South Dakota. Yeah. It's not State. Yeah, yeah they visited South Dakota, um, the town where the, the school is. They they picked me up a long sleeve t shirt from and a, and a cap from their university store. So nice. I'll, I'll, I'll rep that. Actually, I've also got a Jayhawks t shirt that they picked, they picked up from the town where Kansas Jayhawks play. So nice. I'll wear my Jayhawks t shirt with my South Dakota cap on. And then just take off whatever whatever loses. Yeah, my parents went on right. this road trip. And I'm going to spring any, this. Any, yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to spring this bit on you. Who wins the oh. conference? Guys? Who wins the Big 12 this year? Uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all Oklahoma. I'm going to ask you <laughs> your conference winner prediction every week um, oh, while we sorry. do this. I was going to say, because it felt like we, like, I think it's one of these that I just I was just like uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Okay, cool. We'll move on. <laughs> I'd be more distracted by the fact that have you has anyone seen the? I know I'm really off topic. Look how distracted we get on this podcast. But has anybody seen the Detroit Tigers Minnesota Twins score? It's, no, in the, no. it's 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 going to the bottom of the ninth, and it's uh, Twins twelve, Tigers seventeen. Wow, <laughs> a nice twenty nine run game. I'd oh, love Tigers, really isn't it? Like that. I know. That one Tigers have put a 17 spot. That's crazy. Um, what was that? The, the Mets one I put in the WhatsApp group chat the other day was a bit of a mad one. I can't remember who it was against. Now, Nick, you'll yeah, know. The one that went uh, into extra innings after everyone was just spanking home runs around. I think it was the Pirates. Yeah, it was the Pirates. Yeah, the, they had a couple of interesting games, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They had, they had the other one that you mentioned where... They were on the ninth, and then they, from being seven zero, what lost nine seven or something ridiculous yeah. like that. It was something like that. It was, it was uh, crazy. So I remember but when I you think... sent. I remember when Tristan sent the video. I thought he was. I didn't initially watch it because I thought, oh, he's just showing a replay of that one. Um, but then there was another miracle. So I was like, wow, it's just crazy that yeah, sort of back to back games that are just really strange. Mental. Yeah. Yeah. But this, yeah, some, some just ridiculous scores going on right now. But yeah, well, that was fun. Maybe you, Tristan, you brought the Big Twelve alive—a conference that seems like it's dying. You brought it back to life. 
for uh, one night and one night only. Apologies if you got a big anyone as a Big Twelve fan, and uh, good luck to your teams this season. Um, if you agree with us or disagree with us, you know some of them were all in agreement. Some of us we've split sides. Let us know what you think. Uh, is your if you've got a team in the Big Twelve, you think they'll go over under this this the sort of uh, scoreline that uh, Tristan gave us. Um, but otherwise, we'll be back again next week doing another Power Five conference. Um, we'll keep you all waiting with bated breath to find out which conference it is that we chat about. But until then, take it easy. Uh, have a great week. Um, weather's just starting to turn a little bit, but uh, it's almost the weekend soon. So, so yeah, have a good one. See you later, ladies and gents. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.